Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources with Boyd Matheson. Welcome back to Inside Sources. This is Taylor Morgan filling in today for Boyd Matheson. We are now going to talk about a topic that is near and dear my heart uh, because I, like many of you, drive up Little Cottonwood Canyon many, many, many times throughout the year, especially uh, during ski season. And in the interest of transparency and full disclosure, uh, uh, I am the managing partner at Morgan May Public Affairs, which is a uh, public relations uh, lobbying firm here in Utah. And I currently work with a local nonprofit, nonpartisan organization called uh, Friends of Little Cottonwood Canyon. That group is is working to oppose uh, the development of a gondola in Little Cottonwood Canyon. Uh, so it's important that I disclose that because now we are going to talk about a new op-ed published today in the Deseret News written by Salt Lake County Councilman Richard Snellgrove. Uh, Richard is joining us now on the line to discuss why uh, spending $592 million taxpayer dollars on a gondola in Little Cotwood may not be the best idea. Uh, Councilman Snellgrove, thank you for joining us. Thank you. Good afternoon. Well, we have seen uh, Salt Lake County Mayor uh, Jenny Wilson has spoken out against uh, the gondola in Little Cottonwood Canyon. Mayors of uh, cities, including Sandy City, have also opposed it. And now we have bipartisan opposition uh, in the Salt Lake County Council, it appears, bipartisan opposition to uh, spending nearly $600 million on a gondola. Can you tell us why you oppose uh, building a gondola in Little Cottonwood? Thank you. Well, $592 million is a lot of money. And uh, I, ask, uh, I ask, what is the highest and best use of $592 million in taxpayer transportation funds? And where will it do the most good for the greatest number of people? And the Little Conwood Canyon gondola and uh, extensive highway expansion missed the mark, in my opinion. Hmm. And I say uh, higher and better use because there are things where those monies or portions of those monies could be better spent elsewhere. For instance, um, uh, funding a no-fare UTA during the uh, pollution inversion months of December through March. Uh, that is something that would benefit everyone even if they never use UTA, but everyone would benefit from uh, improved air quality as well as reduced congestion on our highways with increased UTA usage. Uh, 
That's uh, another one would be to help uh, spend some of those monies to help alleviate traffic congestion on Valley roads, particularly east-west flows in uh, southwest Salt Lake County, as well as other choke points on the east and west side. Um, oftentimes, some of these uh, east-west connectivity issues between 4 p.m. and 6.30 p.m. every weekday of the year, it's bumper to bumper. Hmm. Yeah. And that is a year-round issue, whereas the uh, canyon congestion issue is maybe 30 days a year. Yeah, so so what we're talking about here with Richard Snellgrove, Salt Lake County Councilman, is the uh, potential option. I want to be clear here, Councilman, that UDOT has not yet made a recommendation. Right now, UDOT is conducting a study. They're updating that study. Uh, they have said that they plan to release a, release a recommendation possibly later this summer about whether uh, the Utah legislature should fund a gondola in Little Cottonwood Canyon or a, a, an expansion of the road and enhanced busing in Little Cottonwood Canyon. Right now, those are kind of the two options that are on the table uh, that, that were essentially narrowed from a broader list of options, narrowed to those two by UDOT. Uh, so we don't have that recommendation yet. Uh, Councilman Snellgrove, you published today an op-ed in the Deseret News saying that uh, spending $592 million on a gondola would be a waste of money. And specifically, uh, you— Well, let me, let me interject one thing, Please, Taylor. yes, please. $592 million at a minimum. Fair, okay. Uh, let's, let's, uh, let's don't kid ourselves. A gondola, be it a gondola or highway expansion, will be years in the making at probably double the cost. Yeah, that that's a very fair point. Let me ask you this. I want to maybe take a step back, uh, Councilman Snellgrove. I I am not new to this issue. I, I have recreated and and spent time with my family, and uh, you know, skied in Little Cottonwood Canyon. You know, hundreds of days, thousands of days uh, over the last decade. But why is it that this far along in the process we have? These two options, neither seem like a great option to me. Why Why did UDOT narrow it to simply $500 million for more buses and road expansion versus $600 million at a minimum for a gondola? How did we get here? Those are our only two options. There aren't, is there nothing else we could do to fix traffic in the canyon? Well, there are other options that I mentioned in my op-ed that, 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 uh, that can be done at uh, minimal cost. Uh, because this this gondola or highway expansion, like like we mentioned just previously, are years in the making. But uh, there are some solutions that could be immediate and have an impact uh, to help alleviate congestion as early as this coming ski season. And some of those that I articulated in the uh, in my op-ed were uh, a parking and skier reservation system to mm-hmm. spread out peak demand. And this is this has proven to be successful in other areas of the country. Yeah. I uh, saw that uh, myself. Uh, sorry to interrupt you there, Councilman Snellgrove, but I no. I drove up and down the canyon every single Saturday this entire mm-hmm. ski season because I have kids on Alta's ski team. And I experienced far less traffic this year. And my assumption is, is that that is connected to, to Alta's new parking reservation system. Do you think? Yes. That- yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Uh Priority parking for cars with three or more occupants 
And uh, another point is is it is it is designated hitchhiking pickup and drop off spots at strategic locations in which cars with only one or two occupants because that is the problem cars mm. with one or two occupants yeah where cars with one or two occupants can pick up additional riders to meet occupancy requirements for for priority parking and other amenities. Now this is not new to the world um, in other parts of the country. This is called uh, casual carpooling or slugging, and it could be a. <laughs> Those are new terms to, to me. Occasions. Interesting. Yes. Well, thank and you course, so much. And of course, one other thing is no fares, no fares on UTA ski buses uh, mm-hmm. to incentivize their use on peak days. Thank you so much, Councilman Richard Snellgrove, Salt Lake County Council Member. Uh, please go and check out his op-ed published today in the Deseret News about traffic solutions in Little Cottonwood Canyon. Thank you so much for joining us, Councilman Snell. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Coming up next on Inside Sources, uh, where are elected officials getting criminal justice reform right? Stay with us. Coming up next, we will talk with Mark Levin with the Council on Criminal Justice. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts.